although what I faced is, is so unique and so not normal, what normal college girls are facing. I'm just so filled with so much joy that the Lord has just been faithful to me and then, and that He's just reminded me. My joy is truly ever found in Him, that He's my portion and He fills me in full, and that when I, when I build my house on, on the rock that is Him, I won't be shaken. Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday women share stories of hope found in Jesus. I'm Robin, and I'm here with Lindy and Katie, and we are your podcast hosts. Today, we are very thrilled to bring you a story from Oxford, Mississippi, which is our newest community. And not only that, they are our youngest community. And these are a powerhouse group of women in their (laughs) early to mid-20s. Y'all, they are so great. And I was able to go and travel to hear their very first story with Sarah, which you get to hear right now. I love having a college senior share her story. Sarah talks a lot about the faithfulness of God for future difficulties, the importance of leaning into Him when you go through those difficulties, but also just how God is, you know, we called it the Lord is your portion, how God is your portion and how He uses those difficulties to further advance His kingdom. Yes. And, you know, that's a reference to Psalm 7326, which she'll talk about in her story. And I'm so glad that you're doing an audio devotion, Katie, and that'll actually be available this Friday. And so if you're not a member of Patreon, just simply scroll down in our show notes, or you can go to our website at storytellerslive.org and join today. Here's Sarah. I was raised in Niceville, Florida, in the Panhandle. And I was raised by two amazing parents, my mom and dad. And I have an older brother named Connor, who's five years older. And I had just a very like normal childhood experience. Every time I look back, I always just think it was just very normal. Nothing traumatic really happened. I was an outside kid. I loved playing outside, played soccer my whole life. And it was just very normal. And like on the outside, our family looked just very cookie cutter, very normal. And so throughout middle school, I started getting plugged into a church via my friends. And so my relationship with the Lord up until then was pretty much non-existent. I knew who Jesus was and I knew he died for my sins. But other than that, there was no relationship there. I didn't grow up doing devotions with my families or anything. And I honestly like didn't even long for that as a child because I didn't even really know what I was missing. I didn't know that that was a different scenario. And so once I got to middle school and my friends started plugging me in, to a church right down the road from a house. I started getting involved in volunteering and doing all these middle school retreats, basically. And I just started to have that craving for the Lord. And I was like, like I just missed out on so much time with the Lord. And so I was just very eager to get plugged into that. And so throughout middle school or in middle school, I accepted the Lord as, as Lord and Savior and just surrendered my life to Him at a middle school retreat. And so from then on, I knew my life just needed to change. And and throughout the rest of middle school and high school, it was kind of like the same story. I just kind of did this thing on my own. I came come back to my family and there was still that disconnect. And so I a lot of my prayers throughout middle school and high school were just to get my family connected in the way that I found the Lord. And it was first with my brother because he was, when I was in high school, he was in college at the time. And so I saw him go through college and just struggle in some areas. And so that was my prayer was that I didn't want to live this double lifestyle where with my friends and mentors, I had this very intentional relationship and very spiritual relationship within, but then I, I would come home and just like struggle because most of what home life was like was just very surface level. It was like not sharing emotions, not really sharing 
it was just kind of keep the peace mentality. And so that was, um, it was definitely a struggle because once I learned like I have deeper emotions and deeper values and I found those out in high school, I wanted so desperately my family to experience that and it just wasn't there. And so one of them, I really got plugged into a covenant group, which is what we call them. And from seventh grade to graduation of high school, I stayed with the same group and I'm still friends with those girls to this day. So it's really sweet. But, um, my prayer and we would we would sit around the couch just like this and my prayer honestly every single week we would do highs and lows and just like normal normal conversation and my prayer every single week was just for my mom and my relationship with her because it was just so shaky and like I said it was just so surface level and so just like keep the peace mentality so I just lived a very moral lifestyle it it was just very moral just good on paper looks good on the outside where internally I was struggling so much with my relationship with her and that was just due to her alcoholism and so that was just really hard for me to see her struggle with that but not really be able to open up that chapter of my life that that I learned in, in middle school and kind of like bring that into my family dynamic. And so once I got to high school, I was like so eager. And I saw my brother go to college and he was always telling me the whole the whole time I was in high school, he was always telling me, Sarah, you just got to get to college and your problems will be fixed. I was like so eager to like get off to college. I was so adamant about going to an out-of-state school. I was like, I just got to get out of here. I got to just go do my own thing and just like pursue the Lord on my own. And I'm just going to go do it on my own and just figure it out. And then my life will be great. Right. And of course it never works out that way. But so I went throughout high school and just found great friends and just had a very normal, great high school experience. And so then of course I'm applying to colleges and I'm just very adamant about going out of state, just getting out of Niceville. I just wanted to do something new. I even like purposely didn't try as hard as on my in-state applications so I would not get into those schools I was like I need to go to an out-of-state school and just get as far away as I possibly can and so that's what I did I came to Ole Miss which is seven hours away from home which is not too far but enough for me for my problems to be fixed right and so when I got here honestly the Lord did answer a lot of my prayers um which is funny because he really just gave me intentional friends that challenged me and let me pursue the Lord and just really just were intentional with me. I felt that was the first time I had real intentional conversations with people about the Lord and just they just really pushed and encouraged me. And so for the first two years of college, I was just like, wow, this is incredible. My brother was right. I just needed college and that just fixed all my problems. When in reality, my problems did not go away. And so I still just, I loved my time here, but every Christmas break and every summer break, it was just a struggle because I would go home and have and still live this like double life where I would come to Oxford and have you know, just be involved in everything and be involved in church and small groups and all and live that life, but then go home to a very surface level and no emotions at all. And so that was honestly a struggle. And so the Lord, what he was just really faithful and showing me and giving me um, those friends because for the first two years of college, like he just really taught me how to depend on him. And so for the first years of college, even though it was all fun and games, I really just was adamant about like getting in the word and just really studying the Bible. I felt like I'd missed out on so much of my life because I didn't have that. And so I almost pretty much made a pact to myself that when I got to college, I'm going to take this seriously. And so that's exactly what I did. I'm pretty hard headed. So of course, I just 
went straight for it. But yeah, I started, I didn't even like reading books before and started reading self-help books, all these encouraging books, started really digging into the Bible, the women of the, in the Bible, like all these different things that I was just trying to do. And it's just funny because of course, like my mom passed away, like Kat said, at the beginning of my junior year. And so it was, it's just so crazy to look back and okay, we've talked about this, but it's just so crazy to look back at the time, the timing of it all, because the Lord, those first two years of college, like really honestly, like trained me to depend on him. And through all these incredible friends and through church and through community here, like, even though it was selfish ambition for me to pursue that, like, It's so crazy to look back and think, wow, those first two years were so crucial for me to really depend on the Lord and really just understand that He is my firm foundation and that He is the reason that I'm able to do this and able to to share this now a year and a half later. So yeah, honestly, just seeking after the Lord in that time, in those first two years of college, almost seemed like it wasn't really worth anything because I wasn't really going through anything difficult, but honestly, the Lord was just so faithful to just give me those intentional friends and like give me those just intentional mentors that I just really like leaned on in that time. And I I struggled in, you know, just normal college girl ways in the first two years with relationships with boys and just finding hope in the world itself. And every single time in those little moments, the Lord was so faithful to show me like, Sarah, where is your hope in? Is it in academics? Is it in health? Is it in boys? What is it in? And even in those little in those little struggles, the Lord just really, like, like I said, just trained me to depend on Him, depend on Him. And every single answer those first two years, my freshman and sophomore year, it was just, I need to depend on the Lord because He is my only satisfaction and He is the the well that never runs dry. And so once my mom passed away junior year, the Lord just really showed me in that moment of just grief and sadness that He was like, he was like, Sarah, this was not something that you needed to keep on your shoulders. This was something that that you were supposed to give, you need to give up to me. And so in those first two years of college, honestly, it was just such a big turning point for my life because he just taught me to just actually physically give things up to him and just like what that looks like, what it looks like to actually give all my worries, my doubts, my fears, and surrender them to the Lord. Because in all those little things, those first years of college that I surrendered to the Lord, it made it it made it bearable, honestly, to to understand that the Lord had my mom's plan and my and my worry and my fear about my relationship with her in his hands. And so it's just been so crazy to look back and see about how faithful the Lord has been just in that time. And honestly, like, and I say in that time, even though it's been a year and a half and there's still so many days that are just so difficult. And I just have to look back, honestly, and remind myself like, wow, if the Lord was so faithful then and so faithful to train me to depend on Him that I know, even though I faced that and it was so difficult, whatever I face in the future, He just instilled like a confidence in me. Just, I can conquer anything, but really it's not me conquering it. It's just, I have to give it up to the Lord. And, and it, it's, it's just a daily thing, just a like a newfound hope and a newfound confidence that I can wake up and like, no matter what happens, whether it's more tragic than anything I've faced or just something that just ruins my day or ruins my morning. It's just like a constant, like, I'm just giving this up to the Lord because I know that I'm not able to, 
I'm not able to bear it on my own. I'm not able to carry this burden. And so he's just been so faithful to just like lift that off my shoulders. And honestly, is the only reason I can sit here and talk about the passing of my mom, because I know not a lot of college students go through that. And so he's just been really faithful to to strengthen me in that time. And my, I mean, the verse that I hold on to the whole time and honestly still to this day is Psalm 73, 26. And it says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I just love like the end of that verse because the Lord was just so funny to remind me in just little moments in my life that He is my portion forever. And I always just think about what it means, what a portion is. And it's, I always just like think of food. I think of a portion of food is that little serving size that they tell you on the packet. And it's pretty much what, what satisfies your nutrition. But I always think, okay, well, if the Lord in His Word, like, if He said He is my portion, then why would I look for anything else to satisfy me? If, if He said in His Word, like, He is my portion, He will satisfy me. And so I just, I look back to like my times in high school, my times in middle school on how I just looked for everything else. And even like, days in college still to this day where I look for things in academics and grades and in whatever my future holds and in a future marriage. Like there's so many things that I find myself looking for hope in. And I just am reminded of that verse every single time is like, the Lord is my portion and he is going to fill me in full every single time. And so honestly, like that verse has kept me going the last year and a half, just knowing that like no matter what I face, he is my portion and he satisfies me in full. And so another quote that I really love, and I always just share this when I talk about my story, it just points me back to just how the Lord just used a specific scenario in my life um, to just uh, almost just break me down to my core. And I'm sure you've heard it before, but it says, I did not realize the Lord was everything I needed until I faced a time where I felt the Lord was all I had. And just to touch on that a little bit. So I was reading in Philippians the other day, and Paul talks about, he's writing to the Philippians in prison. Um, and so in Philippians 1 to, 1.12, he says, I want you to know that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. And so just like tying that in with that quote, where it says, I, I didn't realize he was everything I needed until he was all I had. I always think of Paul in prison. And I mean, I've never been in prison, so I can't relate. But I feel like just when I think about the passing of my mom and just the sadness and the, the grief that I felt in that time and that I still feel some days, I just think like, wow, like I'm just so encouraged by how Paul was in prison, not knowing if he was going to die the very next day. And he's able to basically rejoice and say, hey, what I'm going through is serve, is used to, to advance the gospel. And so like, honestly, like that's my hope with like sharing any part of my story. Um, you know, I'd I always look back before my mom passed and I was like, wow, I just have like the most normal story. I just met the Lord at some middle school retreat and he just kind of touched my heart in a small way. And I always just thought like my life was just like very normal. And it's just funny how the Lord just like quickly turns it around in a couple years. But yeah, so I just always am just like encouraged by Paul in that verse because I can just look back and even though like I was filled with so much loneliness, so much sadness, and so much emotion that 
like truly was not comfortable to feel. I'm just like so encouraged by him. And he can say, wow, like this truly was for good. And, you know, anything that the enemy uses for bad, like the Lord is using for good. And so that's just such an encouragement to me. And it honestly like helps me to understand why I went through what I went through and why, you know, any of us go through what we're going through or will go through. And so, yeah, I'm just so thankful that the Lord has just like restored that confidence and that joy in my heart because I really just wasn't expecting him to do that even just a year and a half later. And for so many, I mean, obviously a couple months after my mom's passing, it was definitely difficult to like wake up in the morning and say, oh wow, like what the enemy used for evil, the Lord is using for good. For sure. Some days I'm definitely don't believe that. But what I always look back and think, okay, well, so- freshman year Sarah and sophomore year Sarah, like learn to depend on the Lord and like the Lord trained me to depend on him. So when I think those thoughts and when the enemy comes and tries to use whatever it is for evil, or even if I just have a bad day and think about it more, I just think, well, wow, freshman year Sarah was so determined to depend on the Lord. Said, so why, why wouldn't I do that now? Why wouldn't I continue to depend on him knowing I'm still going to face things that are difficult, whether they're more difficult or less difficult. Either way, we're, we're promised that, you know, trouble is going to happen in this world. And so, so like what I faced is, is so unique and so just not, you know, not normal to what, what normal college girls are facing. It's just so, it, it, I'm just so filled with so much joy that the Lord has just been faithful to me and then, and that he's just reminded me like, my joy is truly ever found in him, that he's my portion and he fills me in full. And that, you know, when I, when I build my house on, on the rock that is him, I won't be shaken. Even though there are days where I wake up and I feel like my house is not built on the rock, but, um, yeah, he's just been so faithful to me. And this is kind of funny, but I'm an engineering student. So my brain is very black and white, cause and effect, right and wrong. There's no gray. It's just black and white. And so it's just funny because the Lord does not work like that. He's not cause and effect. He's not black and white. And it has taken me so long. I mean, I've really still to this day have to like tell myself, the Lord does not work the way that I think he does. And so it's just so funny because even that that story in the Bible about your, the house being built on the rock will not be shaken. I'm literally in a class. I took a class last semester called Foundations. And literally, I mean, you can just see where this is going. You just literally cannot build a house unless like it is fixed on a firm foundation. And there are just so many times like throughout the day where I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, gosh, like engineering is just so overwhelming. And I'm like, all, all it is is numbers. I don't even get to really relate to anybody ever because there's only four girls in my major. And so it's obviously I get a little frustrated, but it's just so funny because my professor, literally the first five days of class has a presentation slide on the board. The foundation is the most important part of a building. And so the Lord is just so funny because (laughs) here he is just showing me that when he is my foundation, I'm standing firm and standing strong and confident and trusting in him. And so even to this day in my classes, I'm still reminded of the faithfulness that the Lord has shown me. So yeah, there's my story. Katie, you mentioned early um, before her story started, just the fact that we have a senior in college sharing her story of where God has walked her through so much in really a short period of time. And one of the things that I got to be a part of was watching the other girls in the room respond to her and ask questions and really relate to what she was going through. And one of the questions asked that we really wanted you all to hear 
is a girl asked, how did you reconcile the fact that you didn't have closure with your mom before she passed away? So here's Sarah's answer. When I came to college, like he honestly like just lifted that burden off of me that I was at a point where I was like, whatever it turns out to be, I'm trusting you in that. Whether I get the relationship with her back or whether it goes worse and, you know, ended up going that way. But one of the just most comforting things that I've heard is just even though like I mourn the loss of her with me on this earth, I know that she's in a better place than like any of us are right now. It's honestly the only thing that that really keeps me going is like I can mourn the relationship I didn't have with her, but there's just something far greater to look to. To me, that was such a profound answer from someone so young. Here we are in our 40s and 50s. And how many of us or friends do we have that still struggle in relationships with their parents? And here as a senior in college, God has given her such peace with the fact that that this did not end the way she wanted it to, but he has just given her such peace in the process to turn around and hand to others. Well, what a beautiful picture that her hope is in heaven. Yeah. And then as a parent, it reminded me not only Sarah's perspective, I mean, of course, she craved more of a deeper relationship with her mom because of the alcoholism, but even the girl that asked the question said that she craved a d- deeper relationship. And it just reminded me, you know, this generation of our children, they really care about authenticity authenticity. They want to talk about hard things, especially college age kids that are really finding their own faith, Mm -hmm. even if they've inherited faith from their parents. Um, So it was a good reminder as a parent. I agree with both of you that overall, just Sarah's wisdom and how the Lord had prepared her for such a time as, mm-hmm. as the death of her mom was just was yeah. just beautiful how God was in her details. That's what really stood out to me in her story was just, first of all, how God met her, you know, in junior high and kind of walked alongside of her in that difficulty. And I also thought it was so interesting that she was trying to run away from that, you know, mm-hmm. in high school, trying to get as far away as she could from it. Her brother even said, once you get to college, everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. And she said, and of course it didn't. And she even referenced leading those double lives of feeling so you know, I guess emotionally connected to her walk with God and not being able to share that with her parents. And I'm sure there was a difficulty there of just, hey, I'm just leading two lives. This is who I really am. And I can't be this person when I go home. But what was just so sweet of God, and I think He does this for us a lot of times, is He allows us to walk through some difficult circumstances. For her, it was those two years And she instead, you know, most people during freshman, sophomore year, you go a different direction. You don't lean into God and try to, you know, get that wisdom from him. Mm -hmm. But she did. And he was so faithful. She kept saying that word faithful Mm -hmm. in her story. He was so faithful in that he used her freshman and sophomore year to prepare her for the difficulty of, of walking through her mother's passing. And then she had that wisdom to give to this girl who asked the question, Robin, in the room of just, he had already taken that burden from me that she's healed now and it's okay. And again, such wisdom for someone so young. And that's why I think I said, I just love hearing a college age student because, you know, oftentimes we think that we're not going to learn from someone who's 20 in this case, 30 years younger than me. Um, But it really just spoke to me about the Lord is is our portion. We just have to dig into that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a Patreon episode on, you know, that verse that she referenced. Well, and portion indicates enough for today. Enough for today. The Lord is always going to give you 
enough of his grace, enough of his mercy to sustain today. And and you can just see that manifesting in Sarah. Yeah. And, you know, even hearing both of you, it just brings tears to my eyes of so often we hear stories. I mean, 99% of the time, people just skip right over those four college years. You know, it's <laughs> like, we're just not going to talk about that in that story. That is people are aging. Yes, people are aging. <laughs> and you hear, it just, it's incredible what God's doing in this and like generation. You, in this generation yes. And like you said, do not count them out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it brings me to tears. Yeah. It gives you hope. Which is the perfect transition to next week's story. You know, we're, we're rolling into Easter and Good Friday, and our story next week is with Leslie Presson from Fairhope, and it is actually called Hope Blooms. And so we are thrilled to bring today's story of hope, next week's story of hope, and all the stories after. We will talk to you next week. Bye.